It's podcast number 18 of DuetCalories.com, and here's what's coming up. And it was just coming to light how dangerous antibiotics were. If we really, truly don't want these drugs in our kids' precious little bodies, it falls onto our shoulders. Yeah, and I love when someone comes pre-skeptical. You know, already skeptical. Ah, really? You're going to have to prove it to me because really, homeopathy, if it was so important, why isn't my doctor using it? Or how come I've never heard about it? Or, you know, and I, I uh, embrace that. I love that. I have this vision of a mother's linking arms across the globe. It is transformational. We've got a great episode today, and we really look at the heart of Joette's mission, which is to make homeopathy very usable and accessible to moms and families. So in this podcast, we talk about Joette's brand new system she is launching called Study Groups, a gateway to homeopathy. If you're new to JoetteCalories.com, or even if you've been with us for a while but haven't known how to get started, this episode is pretty exciting because it's your launch pad into the world of homeopathy. So let's talk study groups. Hi, I'm here with Joette Calabrese. How are you, Joette? I'm doing well. Hi, Paula. This is really fun. We're so going to just make this really extemporaneous, right? Yes, we're, we're just going to talk like we're in my kitchen right now. Right. Um, I'm excited about this topic on study groups. It's near and dear to my heart, and I know it's near and dear to your heart. It is. So tell us about study groups What with homeopathy. Tell us about why you started your first homeopathy study group. Well, I started my first study group back in the 80s when, of course, there was no internet. And um, it was very hard to find books on homeopathy. Most of them were, you know, from England and Germany, and they had to be translated and all of that kind of stuff. So um, I had found a homeopath who I liked very much, and she was helping me with, um, you know, conditions that my children might come up with here and there. And then um, I asked her if she would teach a group of us. So we got a group together, and I got my friends together. And many of them didn't know what homeopathy was. They thought it meant home remedies, you know, that kind of thing. So um, I had to do a little bit of selling, but not much, because around that time, there was a, uh, it seemed to be a, a big interest, at least uh, in my neck of the woods in, in New York State, with, um, uh, with the problems with drugs in children. And it was just coming to light how dangerous antibiotics were. Um, still didn't get out into the general public, but it was just coming to light if you were kind of paying attention. So I got this group together, and we met in my living room every Thursday night for four years. It was a blast. And at the time, I had only one child. Um, I wasn't, and I wasn't working outside of the home. I wanted to be home with him. And um, I didn't have time outside of the home. My whole life was our home, my parents, my child, my husband, my family. It was all about family. And it was really nice to have kind of a night out. Well, it wasn't really a night out because it was in my living room. <laughs> but then after a while, we started well, I, to other places. I don't think any group would, would meet for four years every, 30, every right, Thursday every night. Every Thursday night, I know. They exactly. didn't love it. 
right. if it right. wasn't. Oh, we absolutely loved it. And it, sometimes we actually veered off and said, maybe not homeopathy for the next month or two. Let's talk about, uh, let's come up with some, some recipes that we know are inexpensive, very wholesome, um, and easily made. And so we shared that kind of stuff. Every once in a while, we take a little break. But the, the true focus was we mothers all wanted to learn how to take care of our children without being dependent upon pharmaceuticals. That was the bottom line. That's really what it was all about. And so for those who came to the group, I'm going to go on and on. I'm sorry, Paula. I just, you only asked me one simple little question. <laughs> um, yeah, for those who had children who were prone to ear infections, those mothers really studied the ear infection remedies. They wanted to know those, as they should. They wanted to know that handful of homeopathic medicines, what potency to use, how frequently to use it, what the indications were, uh, what the differentials were between this homeopathic and that one. Um, those who had kids who were more prone to skin conditions, those mothers really made a point of learning all the skin remedies that were based on those particular conditions, of course. So we all became experts in our own little areas based on the maladies that were happening in our family, families. That's exactly what I like about this because, you know, busy moms don't have time to know deeply all those conditions necessarily. Right. But when you have a little band of mothers who right. all know a piece of the puzzle. Right. You know, if it has an ear infection, call the ear infection mom. Exactly. So what it did is it broadened our understanding because we were sharing information. So even though my children, my child, I only had one at the time, was not prone to ear infections, he was prone to croup. So I learned the croup remedies. I mean, I just said, I better learn this. I better know cough remedies. So, uh, but he did get an ear infection once, and I went to a friend who did ear, was our little ear infection specialist. Right. Well, I have a girlfriend whose son, every time he gets a cough, it becomes a very asthmatic cough, and she came to me super stressed out. What do I do? Homeopathy. And I told her, honestly, I don't know, but call my friend Jesse. Right. She's my Jesse asthma. Jesse is the cough, yeah, is the cough person, right? <laughs> and Jesse's off in some other state. Far away, but my girlfriend here calls her. Hi, sorry, Paula said I could call. You know, right, and right. they they worked it out. Right, right, right. It is it yeah. is mothering at its finest. It's integrating mothering and community, and like mindedness, and and that's you know I have this vision of a mother's linking arms across the globe learning how to use homeopathy, but not just mothers, grandmothers, and fathers can be involved too, but it's usually mothers and grandmothers. And I have this little vision of actually seeing women linking across the whole globe because, you know, it's, homeopathy is ubiquitous, except in North America. It's, people don't know about it here, but it's all over Europe and Asia, you know, India, South America. You're from South America. It's from South America too. That's the thing. If you live in those countries, maybe moms don't need to be as versed because they can go to the neighborhood homeopath down the street, but right. out here we don't, don't have that option. Right, right. So it, it belongs, you know, it comes down to our, it, it, goes, it, it falls onto our shoulders. Right, it If does. we really does. take this seriously, if we really, truly don't want these drugs in our kids' precious little bodies. So if you're a mom listening to this and you're thinking, but why, why do I want to learn all of this? You know, why can't I just you know, wait until my kid gets sick and then learn it. You, you just need to read Joette's blogs and listen to her podcast on antibiotics because, because you want to be prepared, you know. So you don't want to scramble, you know, at two in the morning when your child wakes up with a, with a screaming ear infection or a strep throat or something, you don't want to say, uh, 
what do I do now? And where do I get this, these medicines? No, no, no. You want to be prepared. I hate getting the phone calls from friends who've heard from a friend that I do homeopathy and they're calling in the middle of a crisis. I hate that because now, you know, then I spend an hour kind of going through things, selecting a remedy with them. And then next thing I know, the kids on antibiotics because the mom didn't even know what homeopathy was and they're scared to use it. And they think maybe the antibiotics are safer, you know, let's just go to safer. And that just drives me crazy. And that's what's so nice about study groups. Right. Is it gives you the forum to get a leg up on this before it happens. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so my next question to you, Joette, is what did you guys talk about in your study group meeting? I mean, you just said at the beginning of the interview that some of the textbooks were pretty complicated. I think especially back then, the homeopathy books to learn from were not easy. They were medical. Yeah, they were medical books. And they were books to learn classical homeopathy. So we got, um, I don't even remember which book it was, but we got a simple little book. Um, it taught us how to use homeopathy for acutes, you know, for those strep throats and ear infections and conjunctivitis and bee stings and that kind of thing. And then the more we learned about that, we realized, well, wait a minute, there's more to learn here. What about the chronics? What about the eczema? What about the food intolerances? What about the allergies? And, and that's all stuff that has to be learned too. Um, um, and, and, and what's great about this is that and I'm sure mothers will understand when I say that it seems like when I first had my first baby, you know, I had, I had my baby a little later in life. I was in my mid-30s. And up until that time, I had a career. And, um, I, you know, I wasn't married and I got married and then suddenly, you know, I wanted to have children immediately. And so my life was much different than a young mother's life. So when I had my baby, it seemed like it was one bodily function after another. You know, it was the pregnancy and gaining weight and swelling and then the milk coming in and then the birth and the placenta and then, and then the baby spitting up and the diapers and it was just one bodily function after another. And homeopathy for me was like my intellectual nourishment. It was so smart and so intelligent and so much fun to learn and it, was, it countered all of the physical bodily functions that I was dealing with on a day-to-day basis. It was the perfect contrabalance to it. And, and it then allowed me to feel free to spend money, for example, on buying homeopathic medicines because I wasn't buying shoes and jewelry for myself, you know, or getting a great new hairstyle. I was buying and, and investing in my family's health. And I could justify it so that my intellectual pursuit was focused 100% on the care of my family. So it felt not only justified, it felt lofty. It felt great. Right. You know, I love, I love, you know, I love um, opera. I love Italian opera. And I've always said one day I'm going to really study it. I mean, really. I mean, I know some, but I want to really take a deep several courses on and I actually thought when I was pregnant with my first baby that, oh, maybe I'll do that. that maybe this is the time to do that. Kind of an intellectual pursuit when, um, you know, <laughs> when I'm going to be so physically involved in my baby. And then it hit me that I didn't want, you know, antibiotics, et cetera, in my baby's body. And I said, no, 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 no. This is going to be my intellectual pursuit, this homeopathy. And it's satisfying. It was very satisfying. It's, to this day, it's satisfying. It's been 30-some years. It's still satisfying to me. Well, well, there is nothing like curing your own kid. 
by yourself. I remember my son had an asthmatic cough that just developed out of nowhere. He never had it before. He moved to a new state. The allergies in that state were terrible. And he started coughing and just, <gasps> and I remember oh, yeah. I, I, I sat for a night. I picked a remedy. I gave it to him. And within two or three days, it was gone. And I just felt like king of the world yeah. for those few days. Oh, yeah. It's the ultimate human experience to be able to cure your own child. It is. It's like giving, it's almost like it it brings giving birth to the next level. Not only have I given his life, but I am maintaining his life to the best of my ability. Well well put, Paola, well put. (laughs) Well, and that's why homeopathy is so exciting to study. It feeds that intellectual side and it's, you know. Right, right, right. And satisfies the mothering side, of course. It is, it is. Something I love about you, Joette, is that you are always, everything you produce, every educational material you put out has mom in mind because, because you're trying to simplify it and make it usable and ready to go. So tell us about study groups that, we're, that you're getting out there. Well, let me just step back for a moment because there is a little history to that moms, the focus on moms. Because I started out as a mother and I found it very frustrating Um, in that I could not learn how to treat my family, my children, for chronic conditions, like a food intolerance or an allergy or something, unless I was willing to devote many years and a lot of money, um, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, going to homeopathy school. A lofty pursuit, no doubt about it, but nonetheless, something that, um, and I actually did it, but I felt as though I was being cheated out of something that I thought could be taught to mothers in a simpler way. And then I became a tutor at an international homeopathic school. And um, I was, as these students came in, I recognized them as time and again, they were mothers. And I know what they wanted. They wanted what I had wanted. They wanted to be able to treat their families. They had no idea what they were getting into. They did not realize that homeopathy is extremely in-depth, extremely complex. It is medicine. You often need to know anatomy, physiology, pathology, and uh, in order to go to homeopathy school. And so I found that many of these mothers who joined this school, um, who I worked with closely as their tutors, never graduated. They never completed their studies. And I know why. It's because they thought they were going to learn how to treat their families. They didn't realize they were being trained to become homeopaths out in the world and and become a professional homeopath. That's not what they wanted at all. And so I found that irritating and frustrating that that was not made clear to them. And so, or perhaps it was and they just dismissed it and believed, no, 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 it's got to be easy. It's got to be like essential oils because essential oils is really very easy. It's got to be like herbs. Herbs are pretty easy. Um, right. but homeopathy is not. So in my, in my travels, so to speak, in my professional travels, I've been digging and searching for these 30 years for homeopathic medicines that are specific to the condition, not necessarily to the person. And classical homeopathy, which is what people learn to use, when they are being trained as a homeopath in homeopathy school, it's actually medical school of sorts, um, does not teach this. And so I 
ferreted it out until I found a lot of them. And then I started to utilize these practical methods. And then I learned, I went to, to the Banerjee's in India and studied with them, and they have an entire system around practical homeopathy. So, so to me, it's important that mothers have this information. I understand why doctors do it the way they do because it's so easy. You have a diagnosis and then a right. protocol. Right. Drugs, you know, exactly. I can understand what you, were, what you were grabbing at. So go on. Yeah. So I wanted the same thing, not only for myself, but later on, I recognized that I wasn't the only one who wanted this. This is what all mothers want. If the child has, a, you know, a strep throat, what's the remedy? Don't tell me I've got to crack open a, a medical book and go digging around and find, you know, go, is, uh, uh, sift through 30 homeopathic medicines and depending upon the position that the child is, see, is sleeping in, et cetera, et cetera. Give me the remedy. What is the remedy? Now, it doesn't mean it's the only one, but give me the one that's going to work in most cases. I'll, I'll hedge my bet. And that's what I teach. That's what I use in my practice. That's what I teach in my classes. That's what we want to teach in these study groups. This is what we are. It's what we teach in the study groups. It's what I teach on my blog. It's simple. It's fast. And you can teach anyone to use these, these protocols. Anyone can learn this. Well, and that's the thing. I think, you know, today, you're right. Anyone can learn this. But I, I do feel that today. I mean, I can't compare. I don't know what it was like to be a mom in the 80s. I know what it was like to be a kid in the 80s, you know. But I see my friends today. And I see these moms dealing with so much more. You know, most homes now are, are dual income. So usually mom and dad are both working. Right. And then you've got kids who almost all have chronic illnesses. My kids were watching this TV show, a movie, I think, um, something monsters or whatever. And, and this grandpa was babysitting the kid and the mom on her way out the door. So now don't forget to give him the nebulizer before he goes to bed and his breathing treatments. I mean, for them to put that in a cartoon shows you how mainstream and it common is mainstream. chronic I know. illness is. Today, chronic illness is normal. And it is so stressful to be a mom nowadays to juggle the chronic illness plus the work plus all those other responsibilities. Right. And so you're right. We need practical homeopathy that's straightforward right. and to the heart of it right away. Right. It's all about speed and efficacy. Mm -hmm. and, and then, of course, it's, it's, I hope it goes without saying that it, it is also about not, no side effects. That's what, of course, homeopathy is, is, is noted for. And, of course, when I say efficacy, I mean uh, cure. I want to see a cure. I don't want to see that we're postponing this um, problem for some time in the future when it's going to come back only with this time with a vengeance. No, I want it, right. I want it uprooted. That's the whole idea. Call it, call it the end of it. Right. Okay. So, Paula, you ran our pilot program. Uh, actually, two pilot programs for the study groups. One in Virginia, right. and then you ran the other one in Texas, where you are now. And, um, I mean, what motivated you to do this? I mean, I know what motivated me. Well, Tell me how, what your experience was and what your motivations were. Well, actually, you motivated me, Joette. <laughs> and any mom who's, who's, who has friends, and that's everyone, right? You don't figure it out on your own. You go to your girlfriends when your kid has a problem, right? You go to them first before you go to a doctor. You always talk about, to your girlfriends. And so I'm very drawn to this group setting learning because I, I really appreciate the wisdom that other moms give. I love the camaraderie we have when we're raising our kids. You know, I don't care if you're 45 or 25. If you both have a one-year-old baby, you're instant friends and you instantly have something to share with each other, you know. 
And then I remember you mentioning that you did a homeopathy study group. And I thought, that's what I want. Because let me tell you, my whole family came down a strep throat that you've mentioned. And I had diarrhea the entire time. I was so stressed out. And I remember thinking, who can I call? Who can I talk to that's been through this? That can hold my hand and say, you're going to be fine. You're going to get through this. I treated my kid with strep last month. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I didn't have that. I was utterly alone. And I hated it. Now, my husband's very supportive. But I, I even have girlfriends whose husbands are not very supportive of this. And then you're kind of left to yourself. I couldn't imagine. Right. And that's when I said, I want my own study group. I want my own little group of moms who are in the know that can back me up. And I don't want to be alone anymore. And well, it was after. Yes, and it's not only for those events that are trying such as that, but it also makes it easier when someone says, you know, I can't find this particular remedy in the U.S., but, you know, I found this great place in England and you can buy it online. Or, you know, it's like the same thing with the whole organic food movement. I loved when my friends started to get involved in that with me uh, because then I knew that I was going to have more organic foods available to me. There'll be more resources, right. more, more brains involved, more brawn moving it along. It, it, it really, obviously, the teamwork makes a big difference. Right. So I think that that first pilot that we did kind of came together organically. We really started looking at what, what did moms need to know to get started with homeopathy? What are the basics, the ABCs? And that's kind of what the first half of the study group ended up being that Joette wrote. And then the second half of the study groups really looked at chronic illness. So the first half, the ABCs, we look at acutes. And then the second half, we look at chronic. And, um, I have, to, I, I have to say that, you know, when I, when I gathered these friends over to my house the first time, I was kind of begging them. There's this thing called <laughs> really awesome. I really like you. I want you to love this too. You know, it's, you know my, my friend calls me a homeopathy missionary. You yeah. know, come in, come in. It's going to be great. And so, and so I you felt You drew like a lot of your friends from your church, right? I mean, this was all through your church. Yeah. Well, yeah. mostly, yeah. Well, and then yeah. they saw you every Sunday, so they had no choice, the poor kids. <laughs> I know. Not all of them. A lot of them were interested, too. And some from my homeschool group, you know. Yeah. And, and, then, and then, you know, I felt like I had something to prove to them that this really is awesome. And I kind of crossed my fingers. I hope someone gets sick. <laughs> and then, <laughs> You're a cruel woman. And then by, the, by the end of study group, by the end of the eight weeks, well, it's, it's a eight, eight classes. And so we divided them weekly, but, you know, you could do them twice a week or whatever. Right. By the end of the eight classes, these moms, I mean, there was this transformation and it was amazing. I, I loved to see that transformation. And that's when I told Joette, I said, Joette, we need to document this in videos. We need to document this transformation. What has happened in a matter of eight classes to these moms. And so we did, we have seven, you know, little videos of these moms um, talking about that transformation to them. That's the and, word. Um, it is transformational. It is. And we're not exaggerating one iota. Yeah. And I love when someone comes pre-skeptical, pre you know, already skeptical. Ah, really? You're going to have to prove it to me because really homeopathy, if it was so important, why isn't my doctor using it? Or how come I've never heard about it? Or, you know, and I, I uh, embrace that. I love that. I like a nice, a good, solid discussion on those kinds of subjects or on that subject, right. I should say. And I know in that group, I think you had a couple of skeptics. Oh, I sure did. And, and by, you know, I've actually done three study groups now. I've done the two pilot studies that we carefully watched and kind of took records of and statistics. But the last, 
I love it now. Before it used to intimidate me, that skepticism. Yeah. Now I, I just, I just, I feel like I just say whatever you say. I say, you know what? That's okay. You don't have to believe in this. It'll still work if we pick the right remedy. Right. And I just love being that confident and it does. It just keeps working and working, yeah. you know, by yeah. the end of my second study group, I had one mom who was on fibromyalgia drugs for I think four years now and she's completely off of them, completely off of them. Another one has, you know, all of this um, physical pain pain, kind of like fibromyalgia, but different. And she's tons better. Someone well, and the gut people, all the gut people with the food intolerances. That's so big today. So big. And so it's getting to the point now where I feel like my telephone, my email, and my door is being beaten down. I heard about your group. When are you going to have another one? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, well, I just taught one for heaven's sakes. It was eight weeks, you know, and I'm exhausted. So so, I mean, the study group curriculum is wonderful because it's going to hand it off. To oh, and else. the other yes. part of this, Paula, is for you, um, and I found this for myself too when I taught homeopathy um, in different venues, um, just like anything, uh, you think you understand it, you think you have a good understanding of it, and then someone throws you um, a, a curveball and you say, wow, I, did, I, I don't know, I don't know the answer to that question. And it forces you to research it and find the answer. And so it forces you to learn your craft, so to speak, even better. So by, do, by taking on these course, these, these classes, um, by, it's not, you're not actually teaching, although you did do a lot of teaching. It's unnecessary because we have the curriculum now, right? I mean, you wouldn't say that you have to actually be teaching, but being a part of it and organizing, putting, bring your friends in, in a way you're still teaching, um, on some level or another, because you're going to you're going to offer your experiences, it rounds out your understanding. It fleshes it out to in such a a, a more in depth way that it then it, it 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 doesn't it's not boring if you already know all of this stuff because it, well first of all it's not boring because you're teaching others and that's exciting, but it's also not boring because we're using protocols that no one else knows about. Really, these right. protocols that we use are pretty much unknown um, in the Western world. So there are, there's always something new to learn. And you're right when you say that you don't have to be the teacher and know this. And so, you know, from think about my first study group. I knew very, very little about homeopathy. I knew very basic stuff. And so, you know, between the first, the second, and then by my third time that I did study group, I mean, there's a, a lot of information. So what we did is we constructed a study group booklet that has everything that I wish I had had. You know, for, and for, they say from soup to nuts. So, you know, it has a chapter reading that gives you the background information. And then it has a guided discussion guide. Number one, say this to the group. And then you just read it and say it. And then it just hands, hand walks you through it. And that would be, that would have been so nice. Because I can read. I can follow step-by-step -step instructions. Well, especially a as a homeschooling mother, you know. As you know, there are a lot of times when you're homeschooling your kids and you don't know the subject. But if you read it the night before, you know, in the, in the, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> Yeah, no, even if you're just one step ahead. I love it. That's exactly how I picked my son's math curriculum. It's because That's it how so I did it with my kids, too. I, don't, I hate math. I hate math. Yeah, you so learned it the night before and you present it the yeah. next day. Now it's yours. Now you get it. 
Yep. Or, or even, you know, I'm not going to lie. The morning of, sit down. Okay. Open the book. Humana, humana. Okay. Here right. we go. Humana, humana. Exactly. <laughs> Paula. Yeah. And I love that. I love that about this curriculum. And I love that you always have, you know, moms and, and regular people in mind. Yeah. So I am. I'm really excited about the study groups. I feel like we've been working on it for a really long time. And I just, I really think it's going to bless a lot of lives, you know. I agree. But you have to have that moxie. The moxie. Gut, yeah. spunk, and moxie. It's, that's what it's about. But that's what it takes to be a mother anyway. You know, you really can't be um, um, too flexible. You've, I mean, flexible certainly with mothering and, uh, and understanding your children. But you have to have a, a, a posture when you raise your kids in disciplining them in what you're going to serve to food for, for their foods, what kinds of education, what their, uh, um, their, their spiritual life is going to be, um, how are you going to carry this all out. You really have to have some pretty definitive uh, ways of looking at life. If you haven't gotten that far before mothering or just as you're mothering, then it's really time to start muscling up and figuring it all out. I mean, nowadays you do. I feel like everything in, in the world today is so extreme. The morals are so extreme. You know, the the medicine especially is so extreme. It's not, yeah. it's not, you know, when I was a kid, all right, just let, let the cough wear off. It'll be fine. You know, right. now if you, you, you can get in trouble. You haven't taken them to the doctor. You haven't gotten your vaccines. Right. You know, everything right. is right. so there's a lot of number one there's a lot of paranoia um about about health in children and illness in children um and interestingly uh there was a study there have been many studies done showing that really the danger in children's lives are not childhood illnesses but accidents that's where the true danger lies um it doesn't happen very often particularly if you're living in um, North America or, or Europe and and um, and countries where there's uh, good sanitation and and decent food and uh, families that uh, can care for their children uh, well. But it takes it takes um, um, a certain amount of flexing, and I think it comes naturally for women, for the most part. Okay. Once we have a baby, there's obviously there's no turning back, and and you become the best you can be and you become the mother lioness or you become uh you flex your muscles and you flex you flex your mothering muscles and your intellect and you put that together and make it the best mothering and i call it um becoming a mighty mom yeah. you really want to make this um this act of mothering more than something quiet and serene although that's good too we want it to be powerful we even want it to be a political statement of sorts. We mothers can change the world if we decided. We really have the power. We have the buying power. We have the resources. And uh, at least in our, in North America, uh, women are, I believe, the most privileged group um, uh, ever known in society. We have everything at our fingertips. We have the ability to become and do whatever we want. And if we've chosen motherhood as our, our chosen vocation, we can be great at it. Yeah. And why not? Mighty moms. I love it. Well, thank you, Joette. Um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about, you know, wanting to get that mightiness that Joette's talking about, 
study groups is your gateway. It'll get you right in there and it'll get you started. And I'm really excited to send this out to the world. It's been a very meaningful project for me. And I know it's been for you, Joette. And, and it is. It's your gateway to be a, a mighty mom. I love well, it. Paula, I have to thank you, too, for, for putting this all together and making this happen um, from a distance, you know, from state to state. It's really great. So thank you, too, Paula. You just listened to a podcast from JoetteCalabrese.com, where nationally certified American homeopath, public speaker, and author, Joette Calabrese, shared her passion for helping families stay healthy through homeopathy and nutrient-dense nutrition. Like Joette says, homeopathy works. 